something I found really funny about Head Over Heels was the fact that it happened in a library where you're supposed to be quiet. But then it's the whole music video. So I don't know whose idea was that. You know, like, let's make a music video in the library. But I like that That's contraposition. That's what the 80s about, man. Just breaking the rules. That and the eyeliner. Hi, welcome to Three Boys from Sunday. I am Laura. Here's Gabby. <laughs> Ana Mariana. And today we'll be talking about 80s music videos. Um, we chose three in particular. One is Love is a Battlefield by Pat Benatar, uh, Don't You Want Me by The Human League, and Head Over Heels by Tears for Fears. So I wanted to start by asking you, what's your experience with 80s music and 80s music videos? So how many have you seen before, before all this? Well, I, I mean, it's all about MTV, right? I mean, I wasn't alive, but I do think it's all about MTV. Even the 80s music videos that I was uh, exposed to as a young child was through MTV. Um, um, for me, I love 80s music. I, I have a whole Spotify playlist about <laughs> with 80s songs. So um, it's a decade that I enjoy, especially because of the variety, I would say. I, you would not think that it would be so varied, but there's 80s rock is the best and there's, you know, pop, obviously, and alternative and all those kinds of stuff. And I like it. And have you seen the videos before or do you only listen to the music? What video? The, these videos? The bit, no, in general, like 80s music videos. Uh, yeah, I've seen most of them. I mean, we can't get into 80s videos without talking about Thriller. I mean, Gabriel and I, we, Learn the choreography. We did. <laughs> yeah, we did. It really makes you, uh, like, your neck hurts a lot because of you're doing the zombie twitch, like, a lot. <laughs> and some muscle you don't usually use unless you're, like, headbanging, which I'm not. <laughs> I remember the next day, my neck really, really hurt. I bet, yeah. I mean, have you guys watched that one with the um, more than words? Amen. Yeah. To me, to me, it just shows the, the, the gamma, like the spectrum. You have that video and then you have everything like, um, uh, Bon Jovi style or like, like metal rock. And that was the variety that Ari was referring to. I think that's it about 80s videos. They were just so over the top. Like I, I listened to this interview with Heart, the band. And the leading, I, I don't remember her name, but she was saying, like, we were kind of lost in the theatrics of the videos. There was a point in which the music video was more important than the music. I agree. And it all comes down to, as Gabby said before, MTV. You know, MTV first started in 1981 and with video Kill the Radio Star. Like, that was the first music video that aired in MTV. And after that, it was like, a huge commercial hit. So every song wanted to have a music video to appear on MTV. So it really, it was like a huge hype around it. And there was like a lot of homemade music videos until Thriller that we mentioned in 1983 that had like a huge budget. 
and it was basically like 14 minutes long and it set the tone to make more elaborate and expensive music videos as the ones we will be talking about today. <laughs> so I wanted to mention that there was this thing that happened that um, for some reason, 80s British groups had more music videos than American bands. And this allowed for the kind of a second British invasion in the 80s with all these bands like uh, Head Over, what's the name? Tears for Fears. <laughs> that one and the Human League. And the Human League. Yeah, I was going to say. Like, actually, two of these videos are from British bands. <laughs> well, actually, like, now that we get into the videos, I wanted to ask you personally, which one did you enjoy more? Oh, my God, wait. It would be, like, the third British invasion. Because the original which was, one? like, the actual British invasion. Oh, colonialism. <laughs> <laughs> Let's, let's not get technical here. <laughs> Second British cultural yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, my favorite one uh, was um, Love is a Battlefield because it just... I remember when I first watched it, I was probably 14 and it spoke volumes to me. I was like, yeah, I'm a rebel. Yeah, I'm like against the grain. Totally. But I was watching it because I had just watched 13 going 30. So obviously I was no rebel and I was going out against no grain. But I mean, it's, it's fun to dream, right? But I mean, that's the scene of the movie, you know, like a bunch of 13 year olds, like feeling rebels and like they can tear the world, but they are just kids. Like that's the fun of it. Um, Pat Benatar was all about that girl power. So those little girls dancing that, I mean... That's it. That's what she wanted. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think it's an awesome video. Yeah, it is. It is because um, it it, it is a story with it. There's a contained story within the video. It's not just like her on a stage singing and hey, record me while I sing this, and then that's the video. It's not like that. She actually made some effort into like a narrative. I'm sorry. Don't you think that this story that the video tells is different from the story that the song tells? Because I think like what I imagined at first when I was watching the video was to have her run away to meet her lover, you know, like love is above everything, but it has nothing to do with that. I thought it was uh, about a forbidden romance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, me too. I've first. never... The only two contexts that I have for this song are the, the movie, the rom-com 13 going 30. And then I watched the video and I didn't know that much English by then. So I never really, all I've seen is the video and the movie. So I don't, I don't know the song being anything other than girl power dancing and, and rebelling against your dad. Okay. <laughs> That's it. And or falling in <laughs> love with Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which is all that matters. <laughs> well, but actually the video is about her going to New York and joining these like taxi dancers. Like that's the name for that. And what they do is basically like they have a pimp, but it's only for dancing. <laughs> so people pay to <laughs> dance with them. And that's it. I really oh, thought oh. they were prostitutes. I, that's yeah, what I, I didn't about get there. at all. I was like, wait, what do you call it? Taxi what? 
Taxi dancers. Taxi dancers? What does mm -hmm. taxi like? Because you hail a cab, you hail a woman. <laughs> <laughs> because you pay for a service, kind of. So, like, I'm going to how? Like, how does it? I I'm, I go to the club and then I have my drink and I look around and there are like a bunch of women and but I go to the bookie and I select. <laughs> you say I want to dance with that one. <laughs> <laughs> you pay I feel like that her. will like crush my ego. Like I would think that someone wants to dance with me because they want to. <laughs> I I think the opposite. Like I will feel flattered that it. they are willing to pay for my Gabby, dancing. Yeah, you know? they want to. Oh pay no, you. I meant like exactly. I'm the person that's like requesting the service. Oh. <laughs> oh, like if I were in at a club and I pay for someone to dance with me, I feel bad. I don't think I feel good. Dance for me, no, good. dance they, with me. They are dancing. <laughs> but yeah, if you look at it from the point of view of the girls, yeah, I see it. So this was a thing that actually, this was like an actual job. Yes. I mean, to get by, yeah, right? the whole story in the music video is that the pimp is kind of like Violent, abusing them. Oppressive. In a certain way. Yeah. Not paying them, you know, like. She rebels against her dad and then she rebels against leading. the pimp. Exactly. And she's leading the revolution against the pimp, which is like, I love the ending <laughs> when they all hugged. And it was like, yeah, yeah girl, I got goodbye. you. And I thought it was great. Which, I, yeah. to me, it's also like to talk about, like, if you have Pat, you, then you, we also need to talk about Cindy. Uh, and this, this eighties, I think marks the start of like, we're the daughters of the, of the of first wave feminism, right? Yeah. So there's a lot of girl power in the 80s that I do enjoy a lot. The Bangles. Yes. I love them. But funnily enough, I think there are not that many like women in rock at that point. Like it was like Pat Benatar and Joan first. Jett. It was all, especially on MTV, it was all white men. Exactly. And so they also have a history of racism. They wouldn't put Prince's videos. <gasps> they also they were kind of blackmailed into putting um Billy Jean, Michael Jackson's Billy Jean. Because the really? Michael Jackson's record label said, if you don't put Billy Jean on the air, we're we're taking all of our music videos off MTV. So they had to put Billy Jean. Can you imagine? MTV was so I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Wait, this was like what, nineteen eighty something? And they didn't want to put videos with like with 81, 81 or 82. Wow, with black people, yeah. Because, because what was going to happen? Jesus Christ. There was, there was this thing that, oh, we want to appeal to everybody. And apparently to do that, we have to do it with white men. That's the most <laughs> ridiculous excuse. The same old BS, BS as always. Yeah. Yeah. That's always been happening. That's that awful. That yeah. really effing sucks, to be honest. That like that's a downer, and I'm like kind of depressed. Um, um, but when they okay. did put Billie Jean, you know, it opened up. You know, they could show Prince's videos and Donna Ross and just everybody else, I guess. Whitney Houston, no, obviously. Well, I think especially after Thriller, they had to be more inclusive because Thriller was a hit. You know. Yes. Yeah. In the end, the the doors open for capitalism. That's what breaks the barriers. 
<laughs> does that make money? Exactly. It does. Okay, then, yeah, it's in. <laughs> <laughs> With the one that I watched first, uh, the one in the library, that one was so cute and silly. But then, like, it, what really irked me was the end. Like, he's, like, reading or doing some sort of work and she brings him coffee. And it's just, like, it triggered me because it reminded me of that last scene of My Fair Lady when when she returns to him and he's like, give me my, my slippers. Ah, <laughs> uh, wait. For some context, we are talking about Head Over Heels, right? Oh, yeah. The, the Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I watched Head Over Heels. It's a video about a guy trying to like get a, uh, the librarian to pay attention to him by several uh, means and ways. And when uh, by the end of it, apparently they get married or something and he's like working and he's old and she brings him his coffee or something. And I'm like, yeah. eh, why are you paying attention to the boy, girl? Why? Like, she's going to bring him his coffee. He needed a secretary, not a woman. Yeah, and there's so many interesting things going on in the library besides that guy, which is like get the monkey or something. The monkey, yeah, <laughs> the monkey, yeah. the monkey. I think Mary the is really fun, like you said, because there's just a lot of quirks going on in the background. It's very like, silly, well, but it, that kind of silly that's kind of like wholesome, wholesome silliness. Yeah, that I actually hadn't even heard that song. I, I've never heard it before, so. I don't know. Oh, oh, the moment I started playing that video, I was like, this is so Laura to give me something like so esoteric. Like, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> so out there, yeah, wait, 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 wait. What? Explain, explain that. Explain that. <laughs> like, the whole of 80s music, and you choose the one song that I don't know. And then she's going to come and say, it isn't esoteric. It's very known. <laughs> what are you talking? Listen, that people that, I've never that, that song, song is really famous. It's really eighties yeah, famous. I, that's exactly what I said to myself in the car. I was watching the video in the car and I was like, what the F is this? But whatever, Laura is gonna say that it's famous and that it's known and that we don't know any better. <laughs> and I'm just gonna have I'm to sorry, shut up and be like, okay. discussion we had with the breakup songs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is the same I thing no that happened with that. the breakup episode. <laughs> I was literally, what, what even is this band? I have never heard of this band. <laughs> what is this band? Like, Tears for Fears was an awful name. Like, who came up with that? Whatever. <laughs> who cares? They're amazing. <laughs> They're amazing. Okay. You you hear her like? Are you listening to her? They're amazing. Who are they in the first place? Like seriously, shout! So everybody wants she to rule the world. Now. What are you talking about? Mad world. Oh, I know Mad World. That's that's. I love I love this phrase that is like they know them at their house. <laughs> yeah, that's like in Spanish. Yeah, that's Los conocen en su casa. Yeah. They know them at their house, not, not and anywhere else. At Laura's house, too. At Laura's, too. Listen, friendly reminder to the listener that every music episode we have in this podcast is because of me. And every episode about anime and Japanese stuff is because of me. Exactly. exactly. Now, now you know. The more you know. Something I found really funny about Head Over Heels was the fact that it happened in a library where you're supposed to be quiet, but then it's the whole music video. So I don't know whose idea was that, you know, like, let's make a music video in the library. But 
I like that That's contraposition. That's what the 80s about, man. Just breaking the rules. That and the eyeliner. Wait, wait, wait. Can you guys like see that video and interpret it as harassment? <laughs> Pretty much. Harassment at the workplace? Yeah, come on, yeah. I mean, do you, do you know that part when he shoots her with a gun? Yeah. And then it's like, bang, funny. But in another context... <laughs> And again, that male entitlement that if you don't pay attention to me, you deserve to die. (laughs) And or entering a public space with a gun. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. It was another time. It was the 80s. It was another time, yeah. Definitely. That couldn't Mm -hmm. happen today. I really enjoyed the Don't You Want Me video. Because it was very meta. There was like a lot of meta levels like, oh, we're filming a movie. But no, we're editing the movie. And now we are filming the editing of that movie. And we're watching dailies of the movie. And then it's the making of the video. <laughs> so that yeah, was like that, an inception. that actually was my favorite one. What is a daily? Uh, the, the dailies is when you, the film crew or basically the director watches what was shot that day. Just to see, oh, did we get what we needed? They don't do that right now. They used to do it before, like, you know, decades ago. Because they also had film, you know, like that, that's physical why. film. It wasn't, they, there was, they had to set up a whole room with the projector and everything. But now you can just watch it on the monitor, like, instantly. So, you know, it's not a need. And that's a daily. Okay. I think that was cool about it, that it, that it shows the whole behind the scenes of, filming in general i like it that you never know like what's real you know they actually shot it in 35 millimeters so they were using film as well yeah that's true by the way like the faces of those people they look so british like i think there's no other way to put it (laughs) there's something in their face that like it's something like you can tell like they're they're a brit yeah But but yeah, I like the actually film within the film within the film and that you never stop. And I like how they play with suspense in that, you know, because as Ari said before, there's a gun scene, like a gun, like someone is shooting a gun at the very beginning and you're like, oh, this is a suspense thing. And then, oh no, they're filming. And no, they're editing. Oh no, they're filming the editing. <laughs> and apparently the music video is based on A Star is Born. So it's supposed to be this thing where, like, he's the director and he's, like, you know, going down. And she's a rising star, you know, as the song says, like, I made you and that kind of thing. But, like, in a revenge way. That completely flew over my head. Yeah, I read that, too. (laughs) Like, I've obviously heard the song before, but and I didn't know it was kind of a, I guess I didn't pay attention that much to the lyrics but i had no idea that it was kind of a revenge against that her, his girlfriend that's true but then also the song is quite different from the video because he's talking about a waitress and it is i thought it was like know. this little fun sang 80s pop and yeah so there was killing and revenge and very insidious feelings but uh, for you guys like the move <laughs> Does the video need to correlate to the song? Or, like, what do you, 
What do you guys prefer? Not necessarily, no. I think that's a good question. I don't know. I think in like in theory, I would like it to correlate. But then some of my favorite music videos have nothing to do. You know, they tell like a completely different story. So to me, I'm trying to think of a video that goes exactly with the song and I can't think of one. Watermelon Sugar. <laughs> but then the song know, is that's not about the that. first one that came to my mind. I was like, I mean, he's just eating watermelon with a bunch of girls and it feels very triggering with the whole pandemic and they're all touching and sweating. <laughs> well, the video has a warning at the beginning, you know? It like needed, dedicated needed a warning. The video has a warning? For yeah. what? Because it came out and during, you know, as we're living right the now, pandemic. during the pandemic, and there was a lot of touching and a lot of close, you know, togetherness. Ah, so, oh my God, that's funny. No, no social distance. That's funny. That's pretty funny, actually. <laughs> then what about like driver's license? Because she's like driving, at least. Yeah, yeah, I love it. <laughs> oh, I love that song. Yeah. No, actually, yeah. You're right. I think the video has a lot to do with the song. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, um, I love that the she's lying down on a bed and the guy's like, his face, you can see his face because it's blocked out by some lamp. Yeah, that was a good decision. <laughs> like, was, I mean, it pretty much tells the story of the video. And I think more importantly, the spirit, like all the emotions of the song. Exactly, exactly. And then you have like... Yeah. We veer completely into the 2020s. <laughs> then you have videos that <laughs> don't correlate whatsoever, but they're still pretty great. Like any video from Ariana Grande, to me, they're a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, they have nothing to do. Oh, I like, love positions. positions. Like, to me, I was like... That was crazy. My husband always says, like, when we're listening to the radio in the car, if the song says something about sex and there's a woman singing... He's like, is that Ariana? <laughs> and I, I'm always like, I don't know. I don't know if it is, but it must be. <laughs> but yeah, it's like positions, but then she does like, like job positions. It was probably 34, 35. Yeah, 34, 35. I think that's like a good segue into asking you if you think videos have changed a lot from the 80s to nowadays and in which ways do you I don't think, think they, have, they have I think it's the same essence to me the bigger change would be if you see what was before the 80s up to and including the 80s then the the the, the contrast is very stark because before a video that was would a be, massive shift a video would be, hey, I can sing this song and I can play this instrument. Just keep the camera right there, static, and I'll perform it, the song right here in front of you, okay? Three minutes. Okay, let's do yep. it. And then that's that's a music video. <laughs> Just like, if anybody suspects <laughs> exactly. that I can't sing and or play the instruments, I want to have evidence that I can't. So, and that's going to be the video. <laughs> that's pretty much, yeah, pretty much. Oh, like from the 80s to nowadays, <laughs> Ari says that they haven't changed. But what I was going to say is that uh, they have cemented as one of the most important things about a song, whether they're going to make it or break it. Sometimes it depends on the video, and but not anymore because of MTV, because we're now in the YouTube era. 
I mean, sometimes you make a lot of money just because the video, because of the monetizing from YouTube. And, and so it, it is worth it to make a, a, a great video that everybody wants to watch. I'm thinking here, like just off the top of my head, uh, what Cardi B's what? Like, <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> big time. Um, I don't think they have changed and especially like the spirit of it, the, the over being over the top. I mean, just any Lady Gaga video being, um, special. There's also like the social aspect of it, like songs that want to like give a message and just being, just putting it out there. And I think that's great because that's what artists should do. I mean, there's the other side, I guess, that you can get lost in the spectacle of it or, or something like that. But, but, I think essentially it's kind of a win-win for everybody. Oh, sorry. I was going to say that I do think it's linked a lot to the medium. Like, you know, in the 80s, MTV was born and then music videos were, you know, in hype. And now we have YouTube. And I think YouTube is also like a huge peak for music videos, as Gabby mentioned. So yes, it's money, but it's also like <laughs> having a particular medium where to feature music and where is music playing. I mean, I don't, I don't watch television. I mean, I stream stuff. So, but is MTV still a thing? What does yeah, that but mean? They do MTV reality, being a thing. Mostly. What does that mean? What is that? Do question? they still do music videos? Do they put music videos? No, MTV oh, no. shows programming like for teenagers. I think something like that. Uh, yeah, because I've watched Teen Wolf. Like I know that's MTV's. Yeah, mostly reality. I'm sorry. I, I haven't watched television in years, <laughs> so I don't know anything about television. <laughs> That's true. Honestly, me neither. But the last time I watched MTV, they were already very reality uh, TV based, yeah. Heavy. So I wanted to ask is there a no no for you guys when it comes to videos? Like when a video does this, then it's like, Ugh, or anything of the sort or or like a must perhaps like the opposite i mean essentially it would be the same um re requirements that i have with any media i consume i don't like anything gory i don't like i i've watched horror movies obviously ari aster but i don't particularly you know seek them out uh, so i don't like anything bloody or gory or anything like that with any media i consume <laughs> big no no blood I think I do <laughs> <laughs> do you have a no-no, Gabby? Um, do I have a no-no? Um, well, definitely the most boring videos to me are the ones that it's just the person playing the music. But again, like, I'm not into the whole, like, I'm going to show my booty and mm, that's what makes this video great. I would like it if there's, that was like, it. more that thought was out <laughs> stuff. Not that if there's a booty, I'm like, oh, then this sucks. No, it's not like that. But there can be, like, you know, twerking and booty shaking, whatever. But, I mean, like, that shouldn't... To me, it's going to be more interesting if that's not the, all there is to it. <laughs> I don't, I'm thinking Anaconda. Like, yeah, that Anaconda was, right. was a lot of fun to me. But WAP, for some reason, I don't think it's that much fun. I think it's less... Like, it, I don't see it going anywhere. It's more like the spectacle and that's it. I think that was my no-no But too. Anaconda, yeah, I loved like it. When it's only that, when it's only like about objectification and it's usually just with women and just like, we're clearly doing this to, you know, sell. I, I don't know. Now like that, that you're saying that, I love that Marina and the Diamonds video with all the men 
half naked mm. and she's the only one dressed and i was like what is that um as we is heartbreaker wait but you're saying that you enjoy the objectification of men is that what you're saying i mean yeah but I guess yes. it's so rarely yes. seen it's just so rare <laughs> Just the novelty of it. I think it's because she's obviously making yeah, a just, point. Yeah, just like it. literally just the novelty of it. Like, wow, this is happening like right in front of me. Well, I've watched like all of her videos from that album consecutively, like a, a whole movie. That to me was interesting. That to me was very interesting. Didn't I do that? Didn't I do that with you? Yeah, and with, and with our, our roommate. roommate. Yeah. Oh, Florence and the Machine made the same. She with her album, how big, how blue, how beautiful. She released different music videos for different songs. And if you play them in a certain order, it's a short film, you know, together. Nice. And it's really cool. And then, well, you have like, you know, Lemonade, right? Complete brilliance. Oh, that's true. I mean, that is literally a visual album and it's amazing. So I do um, think things have changed in the 80s. I mean, we've incorporated like full on movie making skills into music videos. But yeah, I mean, true. I think that's been done. I mean, with Thriller, it's just that now Let's we have this more technology. <laughs> I think it's the same thing, but obviously with the tools that they had back then. Yeah, that's true. Okay. But I mean, Thriller did set the tone for high productions, you know, for using more money in music videos and seeing it paid off, yeah. you know, in a way. Because before that, most 80s videos were like homemade and like I filmed this and whatever, you know. And I was thinking that a must. Isn't I don't have most, but I do enjoy music videos that are more elaborate and that tell stories and that you know, like they put work in it. Sometimes, like, like just something cool. bizarre that catches you, like uh, you didn't have to cut me up. That one has like a really weird music video, but it's not that much expensive <laughs> or anything. It's just like they're painted weirdly and <laughs> body paint. Woo, <laughs> you know. You know, that famous video of the band OK Go that is made with a bunch of, um, how, how do you call that? Treadmills. Treadmills. That one looks like it's very cheap, but it's very fun. And it was huge when YouTube was a thing, like at the very beginning, like 2005. How much time it must have taken to rehearse that? Wow. Yeah, but, it, but it's a good one. Like, I like it. Did you enjoy them or were they like hard to watch, like to finish the episode? I mean, yeah, it was enjoyable. There wasn't anything bad it's about It's just them. the 80s aesthetics are iconic. I really hope. I mean, since I feel like the 2010s were my decade, I'm thinking, because now I'm going to, in the 2020s, I'm entering like a new stage of my life, like more adulting. But since the 2010s are going to be my decade, I would want someone 30 years from now saying, whoa, what a cool decade, the aesthetics, the music, the way I've thought about the 80s, that would make me proud. I don't think we'll achieve it because the 2010s, I don't think they're that great. <laughs> but that's just like what but I want to aspire to. But they are better than the 20s, to. you know, like the I gotta 2000s. Say, I don't appreciate the 90s. The 2010s, we have Diet Cruz, <laughs> like, man, like, what do you mean? And the 90s are, like, really tacky, like, just tacky, plain tacky. And some nice things here and there, but there's no bangles in the 90s. 
<laughs> Except for Britney Spears, because Britney's a queen. Oh, Britney. Oh my God. Yeah, Britney. <laughs> Free Britney. But Britney is 90s. Yeah. <laughs> Free Britney. I think she's the only one. Cause I, Free Britney. I was too young to listen to the Backstreet Boys or, or NSYNC or anything like that. And I didn't know English, so I couldn't even sing them. To end the episode, I want to thank Laura for bringing this to the table because obviously Ari and I wouldn't have done it otherwise. <laughs> and I think it's good that there's some variety <laughs> to our podcast. <laughs> so thank you for bringing music oh, videos you... and thank you for the 80s. Thank you, the 80s for the 80s in general. <laughs> I agree with that. Let's do it. Yeah, thank you, the 80s for the 80s. And well, that has been our episode. Thank you for listening. Uh, here's Laura. Gabby. And Ariana. And if you can, follow us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at 3WaySunday, the 3 the number. You can also write us at 3WaySunday at gmail.com. You can ask us questions or suggest a topic you would like us to discuss. And please rate us five stars, then write the word great and with an exclamation point and submit. It is like three seconds of your life. Come on. 